It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. And maybe sooner than we think. Is he this is going to be a tough play. Every day. On today's episode, we are talking with the University of San Diego head baseball coach Rich Hill, who's the former coach of Chris Bryant. We bring on Rich to talk a little about why he decided to put Chris Bryant in a leadoff spot during his junior season um, in San Diego. Plus, in the second segment, we've got a couple quick Cubs news bullets in particular about Hulu and why you might not be able to watch that game if you are a Hulu live TV user on Saturday. So, more on that in the second segment. But today's episode is brought to you in partnership with CubsInsider.com. Head to CubsInsider.com to read all about Hulu and why the Cubs may not, you, not may, you will not be able to watch Saturday's spring training game. And Evan Altman kind of dives into more about what he was able to, I guess, find out talking with Hulu. So check that out at CubsInsider.com, official partner of Lockdown Cubs. You can get Lockdown Cubs on the Himalaya app as well as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, TuneIn app, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can listen to Lockdown Cubs. And when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcasts, Lockdown Cubs, for all our great content. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. So uh, what kind of made me reach out to Rich Hill is I, I heard, of course, everyone, you're going to hear Rich Hill and think the pitcher for the Dodgers and a former, former Cub or whatnot, but now the head coach of University of San Diego's baseball team is Rich Hill. Uh, great guy to talk with and what kind of pushed me down this rabbit hole a little bit as I heard from a friend that Rich Hill was an interesting guy and someone to maybe talk to just because he had started leading off Chris Bryan in uh, college or whatnot and I thought it'd be a cool idea so I got his email online I uh, went and found it through the University of San Diego's athletic department shot him an email and within a couple hours we we're talk- talking on the phone so um, the audio quality is not fantastic so I apologize the conference system I was trying to use at the time just wasn't working for Rich so I <laughs> threw him on my phone and clicked my mic in and recorded it off my phone so the audio quality is not great but it's a couple minutes and what he's saying is awesome so i hope you guys appreciate that but with that here is rich hill university of san diego head baseball coach all right thanks again to rich hill for taking the time to speak with us but nobody was pitching to him right 
Sure. Uh, you really had to um, manage the offense differently, you know, so there was never a base open and, and sometimes not even a guy on first. So um, everything kind of revolved around that. But, you know, I figured, hey, this if they're going to walk him, you know, they want to <laughs> they want to lead off the game with a walk. Go ahead, you know. Um, Chris is uh, he really developed a great eye, you know, um, over his time here, and uh, he still does. You know, I mean, he can really spit on pitches off the plate. Um, and he, he just developed that great discipline. So it just got him a few more pitches to hit. Um, he, he, I think, even. Uh, David Ross says he, he's a, a great on-base percentage guy, and he is. Mm-hmm. So I really like Chris's athleticism here at USD. Um, if they turn him loose, he can steal bases. Right. Um, as you know, he can really go first to third, first to home. He's, I mean, I think he's one of the fastest guys in, in, in the big leagues underway. So Yeah. You know, those are, those are the reasons that we, you know, we put him in the, uh, in the leadoff hole. And of course, everybody thought the crazy, you know, coach from San Diego is an <laughs> idiot, you know, for uh, putting the home run hitter in the leadoff spot. But it worked. The DH helped a lot, too, though. You know, you could kind of stack your lineup, end it at the eight hole, mm-hmm. uh, and then put a couple, you know, on base percentage guys in that eight and nine hole. I don't know if, if uh, David's, you know, Rossi's is planning on doing something like that but it, it worked great for us yeah definitely i know he's uh he talked a little about putting rizzo and and brian at the top of the lineup and i i think it's interesting because like you were talking about i mean chris has got really good speed i mean I, you know he's six five but those legs are so long he's got great yeah. time between first to third so i I'm, I'm intrigued by it i guess when uh chris was uh with you guys in san diego what was something about i guess his leadership it feels like he's kind of taken on a bigger role in the last couple of years for this team but also for just like players and their rights in general did you see some of that leadership quality kind of growing in him a little bit when he was in college or is that something that he's kind of developed over time uh it, it's developed over time i mean he, he uh, you know showed up on campus not unlike any other 18 year old mm-hmm. um you know somewhat quiet um he's extremely humble and respectful as you know right um but uh you know i've seen him mature into you know just uh, a, a leader and uh he had to do that you know his junior year he really emerged um and that really was the turning point in our season you know, one of my proudest moments was, you know, as a coach, was seeing him at the podium uh, when he signed. Um, right. And it, it just how how he how he spoke, you know, and how confident he was. And that was a that was a work in progress. And then, you know, take that another step. Uh, just this past few days, where I saw him speak out, you know, against. Uh, what was going on with the Astros. Right. And, and um, man, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you, that's who you are. And, you know, Sean, I don't know if people realize, but Chris was a 4.78 student in high school. Wow. Um, he's extremely smart. Um, when he speaks, um, it, it's very eloquent and uh, it's very impactful. You know what I mean? He could, he should be the player rep, you know, for whatever team that he's on, you know, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, a, he's got a very good grip on the game. He's extremely bright. 
Um, hey, I think he could be the commissioner of baseball. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. That's the kind of, I mean, it's like, that's the kind of, the brain power this kid has. Wow. You know, and he's got the savvy with the players. So um, that's been a work in progress. But, man, it's really nice to see that just really emerge. And with guys like Trout, who doesn't say a lot, and Bellinger and Aaron, you know, um, it's really nice to see the, you know, the, the players' voices really emerge in this. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it is nice to see. We kind of you see it a little bit like the NBA has that like that player yeah. empowerment going on. It's, it'd be nice to see the players get that here in baseball. So, um, yeah. I, what's uh, I guess what's Chris's like lasting impact at San Diego? I'm sure he's a, a legend in certain regards, but oh, like, yeah. what are um, are players coming to San Diego looking up to him? Or I guess what what's the impact he left after he went on to the Cubs? Well, I mean, he, he is the poster boy, not only for USD baseball, but for the University of San Diego. You know, this is a values-based uh, institution. He embodies everything that this this place is about. You know, and I don't know how well you know him, Sean, but I mean, he's mm-hmm. he he is everything that you see. I mean, he is extremely hardworking, very respectful, um, extremely humble. I mean, he married his high school sweetheart, hadn't had a drop of alcohol his whole life until the Cubs champagne <laughs> celebration in 15. I mean, he lives in Vegas, never made a bet. I mean, he loves his mom and dad and gives back to his college. So it's, it's kind of this too good to be true thing, mm-hmm. but, that's, but that's really who he is. So he has made a lasting impact, you know, on this university. And he just was inducted into the... Um, athletic hall of fame and we got you know all kinds of things around here that you know honor who he is not necessarily you know what he did which is amazing but really who he is yeah i i think that's the part that a lot of fans miss is i mean i, I i've gotten to cover him a little bit here and there for the last couple of years i've never really had like a yeah. sit down conversation with him but he always gives everyone the time to to listen yeah. to to you know take those questions but also is really considerate but uh I don't think fans see that a lot of times. I think they, they think he's just like, uh, I think people call him soft sometimes. And I think that's just so unfair because the guy, I mean, all he, I mean, what did he do this summer besides hit balls with his dad? You know, like he was working and taking care of his family and doing things that you would, you know, hope any good person would do. And he, he just seems to be that guy. But, um, I guess rich, like what's, uh, what's one thing I guess you wish you could tell fans more about Chris Bryant that, uh, they maybe don't know about. Well, I just think the person, you know, that, that he is, um, mm-hmm. how, uh, how bright and smart he is at the same time, um, how much of a competitor he is. And I think, like you said, Sean, I mean, that, that, that gets lost, you know, he's just kind of a laid back guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's very even keel, you know, but man, I've seen him get red in the face and, you know, steam coming out of his ears. I mean, he wants to win, and he loves to compete, and that's the the message I think that that I would like to get across to fans is, you know, they see the real, you know, cool cucumber, but inside there's this fire, um, you know, to uh, to win. Yeah, he. I mean, I. He's probably the most underappreciated athlete in Chicago uh, that they've had in a while. I think he's just. Uh, it has more to do, I think, with the Cubs and the fan base than it does with Chris himself. But, man, that guy deserves everything and more, I would say. Um, before I let you go, Rich, just one last question. Yeah. Um, sure, I Thank guess, uh, 
Yeah, no problem. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's been great. Um, I guess for 2020, what are you expecting from Chris? Like, what are you, uh, what do you think, I guess the type of season he's, I know, I mean, obviously you know him personally, what, where, where does he see himself landing this year? Is he looking to, you know, I guess just repeat MVP season like he always is, or is there something in particular he's working on? You know, I mean, Chris is, my expectations for him are the same as his expectations. I mean, he, he will be extremely prepared on game day. Mm. Uh, he, lo- he loves the city of Chicago and the fans and his teammates. I mean, he loves the Chicago Cubs. And, you know, I, he will give everything that he has, you know, for that day, those nine innings, to help the Cubs win. He worked extremely hard in the off season um, at his strength and conditioning, and I know that's going to be a, a huge priority for him. But he's just totally committed to the process. You know, he's been able to, you know, really kind of surrender the results, the hard line stats, and really focus on being a good teammate and competing every day. So that I know those are his expectations. And mine, yeah, that, those would be my expectation. I shouldn't speak for him. <laughs> I, it's, it's good. It's good to clarify, right? Uh, well, Rich, I uh, I appreciate taking the time, man. Um, I'll uh, I'll send you the link to the article I write later. It'll probably go up sometime next week, I'm guessing. So, all right. That's awesome. That's sweet, man. Thanks a lot. No problem, and good luck this weekend. I know you guys got some games, so best of luck to you. Yep, I appreciate it, Sean. See you later. Thanks. Talk to you later, Rich. As always, he is the head coach of University of San Diego. You can check out his games. They have a big tournament game or tournament going on. I think with like Nebraska, I have a bunch of teams going on. So I know he's busy right now, but I appreciate taking the time, Rich. And I should be writing a story for Fansided about that conversation as well. So keep an eye out for that. So with that, before we jump to the second segment, I do have a couple quick words from some of our sponsors. Today on our Fantasy Minute brought to you by League Commission, we are highlighting you, Darvish, who, as everyone knows, had a fantastic second half of the season for the Cubs. Uh, and the first half wasn't so great. He finished off that first half of the year uh, throwing 97 innings, a 5.01 ERA. Um, teams weren't necessarily hitting him, but he was walking quite a bit of batters, and that seemed to be the issue. As you take a look here through his second half numbers, just incredible. Uh, a 276 ERA, uh, 118 strikeouts. He lowered. He only had seven walks in the first half compared to 49 in the second half. Or excuse me, in the first half. Excuse me, seven walks in the second half. 49 walks in the first half. Um, teams just could not figure him out for the life of him. And his only issue was the home run ball. Uh, he gave up 33 bombs last year, 20 of them coming in the first half, 13 coming last year. You um, Darvish, when his stuff is on, he's electric. And you could kind of pinpoint the moment that he started changing things last year in a start against the Dodgers. Prior to that, he had a back-to-back starts against Colorado, first at Wrigley, winning that one 98, but giving up two runs, three of them, or three runs, two of them earned, and then four runs in Colorado. Um, the game against Colorado, though, looked fantastic outside of two mistakes. He gave up two home runs. Those were the four runs from the from the Rockies in that game. But he follows up that performance, which was okay outside those home runs, with a really good start against the Dodgers, where he allows just two hits, one earned run, and 10 strikeouts. Uh, one walk, and that was starting the, the trend of Darvish not really walking too many guys. He went through August issuing just one walk in uh, his 
six starts that month or excuse me five starts that month and even in uh september was still strong not walking batters and we see the strikeout numbers piling up when darvish is confident and using all his pitches he is absolutely deadly and can be the ace the cubs are hoping this he can or can be the ace the cubs are hoping for for the staff so for fantasy this year obviously if you're going to take a pitcher from that cubs starting rotation you darvish is probably the guy you want especially after his strong 2019 second half they're hoping the Cubs, at least in 2020, are hoping that you, Darvish, can continue that and build on it for a strong 2020 season. That was our Fantasy Minute brought to you by Lee Kamish. What are you doing for the game? A universal question. Whether the casual follower, the tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smack talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition person, we all have our place in the sports world. The same personalities apply to the fantasy sports and Leak Commission exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. We match managers to leagues as they lay the foundation of your new league. It's easy as sign up with your preferences, get matched, and approve of that match before any commitment on your end. Sign up with Leak Commission by Friday, February 29th, and receive 15% off by entering in the code LOCKEDON and the reference by section of the sign up form. The first 25 people that sign up using our code receive their first match free. So go check this out. What are you doing for the game? Find your fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. And then, of course, we are brought to you by Arizona Office of Tourism. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona Cactus League spring training. Amazing weather and landscapes, much better than what we're expecting next week in Chicago. <laughs> Snow and 30-degree weather. So you're talking about 75-degree temperatures. Uh, all 10 stadiums are within 50 miles of each other in the greater Phoenix area. Of course, 15 teams in the area. It's family-friendly resorts. Hotels offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages. Water parks, horseback rides, tons of games, tons of things to do out there. Family-friendly fun is what Arizona is going for. So plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. Once again, that's visitarizona.com slash spring training. All right, here in the second segment, we're talking about Chris Bryant leading off. Why wouldn't we keep talking about that, right? We didn't cover it enough in the first segment, but uh, Chris talked to the media a little bit about this, and he was saying he hopes to bring stability to the top of the lineup. One of the reporters, I think it was Luke Canales from Fox Sports, was asking him in an inter- uh, a video of an interview with, that Bruce Levine took if he thought, you know, now being at the top of the lineup, being named a leadoff hitter, gave him a little bit more of a security, I guess, a secure feeling with the Cubs that they're obviously not going to try and trade him and they have big plans for him this season as their leadoff hitter, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he kind of said, well, you know, nothing's been guaranteed, but I do feel comfortable here. You know, David Ross has, you know, put me in this position and obviously he feels like if he's going to ask this out of me, I'm going to be around here for a little bit. So, you know, it was it was a good conversation, but I, I thought it was great that Chris is saying they need to bring stability to the top of that lineup, and I, I think that's huge. Talking about stability at the top of the lineup, Anthony Rizzo was talking at 670 to score, confirmed that he'll be batting second behind Chris Bryant, and Javi Baez and Kyle Schwarber should be going three and four. Um, it's great. I mean, obviously, Rizzo was talking about it's uh, it's great to hit behind Chris. You know, he talks about that, you know, obviously getting Chris on base, he's such a consistent on-base guy, one of their best base runners. It's uh, great to be able to hit behind him because more than likely he's going to have a guy in front of him now. So it, it, it'll be nice. I know Rizzo and him joke about how Rizzo runs. Uh, 
Brian said he gives him a hard time being a first baseman, high stepping his way down the first base line. And yeah, Rizzo runs goofy, but um, he, he said, you know, he's liking this setup and he's excited for what this is going on. He's, you know, bummed. He, he did mention too, that he was bummed to hear these rumors with Chris again and talked about that, but how it's going to be awesome to have those three guys at the top of the lineup. And I couldn't agree more. So Ross also confirmed that, uh, Javi buys his thumb as far as he knew was at 100% and ready to go. So there shouldn't be anything holding him back from going 100% this year, which is great. Of course, Saturday is the first spring training game of the year for the Cubs. It'll be the A's and Cubs facing off. It sounds like Ross has announced his probable starters for the weekend with Mills likely taking them out Saturday, facing A.J. Pook more than likely for Oakland. Sunday starter should be Tyler Chatwood and then Monday at Brett Alzale. So the three guys kind of in the mix for that final rotation spot all going. So we should get a a good idea of what's going on. As long as you can watch the game, uh, there's some bad news for Hulu users. I mentioned at the top of the show, Saturday's game will not be available and there's no guarantee that the marquee network will be available anytime before opening day. Now they will be able to carry every regular season game starting opening day and beyond, but there's still some, I guess, lingering negotiation ports that Hulu and the Cubs are still working through right now. So it doesn't sound like they're going to have spring training games at the moment, but could eventually have some later on. But that also means no content. So if you're a Hulu user or a person that decided to cut the cord and go with Hulu at the moment, you might be out for a little bit with some of these spring training games. So that's a bummer. But there is good news. The Nisei Lounge will be having a watch party. Well, of course, the unofficial cup bar of Wrigleyville for a lot of the beat writers and you know people like myself who like to go meet up with some friends that are also writing about the Cubs or whatnot they'll be having a they'll be having a watch party there which is awesome so uh you Darvish had a really funny Astros t-shirt that apparently said Houston cheated trash town in um (laughs) in an asterisk on the shirt and then 2017 chumps there was also an image of the World Series trophy in a trash can um you Darvish just continues to win the internet. But Kevin Rizzo is giving a run for his money. He almost broke the internet earlier this week when the Cubs had all their dogs come into spring training. Kevin Rizzo, oh my gosh. I think everyone's seen that TikTok video at this point of Rizzo's dog running around, but it's adorable. Kevin's adorable with little Anthony Rizzo baseball jersey that says Kevin on the back. I don't know if, I mean, if I saw a tweet that perfectly summed this up. You can hate the Cubs. You can not like the Cubs. That's fine. But if you have somebody against Kevin Rizzo, we we have a problem. And I feel the same way. <laughs> uh, Kevin Rizzo is adorable. So, but with that, that is our show. Thanks for sticking around this week, guys. We've got all five weeks or all five days covered this week. We'll be continuing that next week. And I will be starting some preseason uh, spring training kind of breakdowns through, through categories. I did something like that, kind of uh, recapping position groups at the end of the season for 2019. We're going to be previewing now for 2020. For obvious reasons, I didn't want to jump with the gun on this because I didn't know who was going to be on this team. Uh, but it looks like the roster's standing pad for the moment. So we're going to go through a positional, break, or positional breakdown. I've grabbed some projections. We'll go through all that this week. So each each episode should have some portion where we're going over some of these uh, positional groups for the Cubs. So, But with that, remember to get this show every day. You need to subscribe to Lockdown Cubs on the Himalaya app or whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, TuneIn app, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. There should be some promotional stuff happening with Lockdown Cubs in the next couple weeks, so make sure you're following us for some tasty tidbits from our Twitter handle. But with that, thanks for tuning in to your guys' Daily Cubs podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, and as always, go Cubs.
Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.